Hello and welcome back to Coast to Coast FC, the new Canadian soccer podcast focusing all things CPL, Canadian Championship, and more. My name is Felipe Vallejo, and for today I am flying solo. Unfortunately, Mike had some schedule conflicts, so he couldn't make it out for this episode. But don't fret, because I am bringing you a very special episode where I sat down with Vancouver FC's very own Gabby Batar. We went over some of his early beginnings in Ottawa, what it was like to trial for Toronto and Vancouver, how it was to enter the CPL when it was first starting, his experience out in Lebanon, and how things have evolved from him playing with FC Edmonton to his new team in Vancouver FC. Remember to follow all of our socials at Coast to Coast FC and on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts so you know exactly when we upload. But without further ado, sit back, relax, and listen to this very special episode with Vancouver FC's very own Gabby Batar. We're here today with Gabby Batar. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day here, Gabby. Wonderful to have you onto the show. Thanks for having me. We're going to jump straight into the questions here. I want to talk a little bit about your early career. So your hometown, obviously, is Ottawa. That's where it all started for you. How big a role did the Ottawa soccer scene play in your development, both in college with Carleton and as a growing professional? I think it played a big part because uh, I think Ottawa's uh, one of the underlooked cities because we don't really have like a like an MLS academy like Toronto or Montreal or Vancouver. So there's a lot of great Ottawa players that have to like move to really get recognized. And so Ottawa has a lot of great talent, but I feel like they go uh, they go missing just because they're from Ottawa. And so I think for me, I just really had an aspiration to play at a higher level. And so being in Ottawa, playing for Carlton, for example, really gave me that platform to showcase my abilities. And when the CPL came along, I just felt like that was the perfect opportunity for me to get on a professional stage and uh, show my abilities. And on your way to that CPL journey, you also trialed for Toronto and the Whitecaps. How did those experiences help you become who you are today? Yeah, those were big eye openers for me because I had really I hadn't played at I hadn't played with players at that level at that time. So for me to see other kids that are at my level or even better than me um, was a really I was a big eye opener because I had to obviously go back with that. Like, man, there are guys out here that are my age that are better than me. So I kind of have to, you know, find ways to get better at certain things, whether it's physically, whether it's on the ball. So, yeah, I know it, it kind of pushed me, which I'm really grateful for and obviously led me to where I am today. And then you you were at the start of the CPL, really. You made a little bit of history being the first U Sports draft pick, first pick overall for Cavalry. Even though you weren't at Cavalry very long, how was it being part of that professional environment, being under somebody like Tommy Wielden Jr.? Uh, honestly, it was great. It was a great. I know it wasn't long, but those, uh, that half year really taught me a lot about professional football. And uh, they run a great program over there at Calgary. They have uh, It's very professional. So I think it really taught me how to treat my – if any – like on the field, it was, it was great, but it taught me more off the field how to really – approach the game, whether it's sleeping, nutrition, um, working out, just taking care of myself. And so I'm really grateful that I was able to be a part of that organization because I feel like they do a really good job of 
taking care of everything off the field to make sure that the player is 100% to go on the field. And then afterwards with Cavalry, you decided not to continue the CPL. You decided to go away from Canada altogether and go back to your roots in Lebanon. What prompted that decision for you and how was that experience? Yeah, that was, uh, it was during COVID. So there wasn't really many, uh, there wasn't many options going around and I hadn't been to Lebanon in a very long time. And I was, I had an eye, like I, I was always watching Lebanese, uh, the Lebanese league and their national team. And I mean, it was a very, it was a great, it was a good level. And so I kind of, when that opportunity came about, um, Antonio was from eight mode. He kind of approached me and asked me if I'd be willing to go on trial with, uh, Ansad, a club over there. And we really thought about it for like a month or two. And then I finally decided to give it the go. And you know, it was a really good experience, beautiful country. You know what I mean? Just things didn't really work out. And for you, I mean, your Lebanese roots, like you said, it's it's something that has been with you throughout. How much does your Lebanese side play into your love for this sport? Uh, I think that's honestly where it comes from. I mean, my parents moved here in 96. And we, like, when we were all born, I have three brothers. When we were all born, whenever one of them had a game, we would all go together. And uh, so football played a big part in my family and because my parents, you know, in Lebanon, it's, it's very big over there. So whenever we had a football game or whenever there was anything soccer related, we all had to go. And I think that's where my passion really grew for it. And uh, yeah, no, it's just something that stuck with me as I go, as I got older. And I mean, they, mu- they must've been so proud of you when you got that call up to Lebanon after your season with Edmonton, you made your debut in that match in the friendly against the UAE. How was that yeah. for you and your family and just everything? Yeah, no, it was super surreal. Um, I have a lot of like family members that I didn't really talk to. And uh, yeah, I know like when that came about, like I just felt like our whole family got reconnected. And so, yeah, I know it was a big moment for me, but I think it was a bigger moment for my family. Like it, it was something that we could all like really be proud of because Lebanon and my family has been through a lot with whatever's going on over there. So it was something that we could like hold on to and cherish. And then afterwards, you returned to the CPL in 2022, started playing for FC Edmonton. How excited were you to come back to Canada, come back to this project that you saw from the start and play a proper part in it this time? Yeah, I know it was uh, it was kind of a relief because I was kind of when I wasn't at Calgary and I went back to university, I was kind of like, am I ever going to get a chance again to play? at the CPL level. And so when that came about and Alan took a chance on me, I was very, very grateful. And I made sure that I would take it day by day and just go with, go with, I mean, go in it with my all. And I'm just, I'm just grateful that Alan was able to give me an opportunity when other clubs really didn't. And yeah, no, I was able, I'm, I'm grateful for, for Edmonton. I mean, we didn't really have the best season, but it was something that a lot of us needed because we had a lot of first-year pros and it, it kind of gave us a platform to show who we were. And, I mean, you had a pretty good season for Edmonton considering you have finished the season with five goals and an assist. You had that hot streak in the middle where you had three consecutive matches that you scored in. What helped you find that different gear for the team in that period? Um, I think Alan... I, because I had I had spoken to Alan during the season, and I was 
in Carlton, I was uh, I was a striker, and so I was used to scoring a lot of goals in games. And for Edmonton, I was playing in the midfield in the midfield. So, like, I was just it was kind of bugging me that I wasn't scoring. And so I had to kind of approach Allen and spoke to him. He really just told me, just go about it. Like, he kind of gave me a free roam, kind of just like, when, whatever you feel you're more dangerous, just be there, get, like, attack. Just make sure that whenever you attack, you're efficient and you're, and you're dangerous. And so I kind of, we kind of worked on it a couple uh, for a couple of weeks. And um, when I got that first one, I felt like, I felt relieved. And then from there, I just felt like it was a lot easier. The net got bigger. I got a lot calmer in front of that, and yeah, I got on a good streak. And then, when uh, towards the end of the season, when things started to sort of fall apart a little in Edmonton, were you worried at all about your career in the CPL and and everything that you worked up for? And if so, how did you deal with those moments of adversity? Uh, yeah, I think it goes through everyone's through everyone's uh, mind at the end of the season because a lot of us run one year deals. And when you're not really guaranteed a position for next year, I mean, it could be gone in a second. So I think a lot of us were kind of worried and, and uh, we didn't really, we didn't, we didn't panic, but we were just, it was in the back of our minds, like if we're going to be back in this league. And so to be back is, it's, it's, it's unbelievable for me. I'm super grateful for Vancouver FC and the opportunity they've given me. And uh, yeah, I know it's, it's, it's been great so far. And when the Eddies sort of ceased operations at the end of last season, you must have felt for the fans, especially as a former player. Do you think that these things happening in teams, maybe occasionally folding, is part of the growing pains for growing a new league in a country like Canada? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that's been the case for about 20 years with the NASL, PDL, you know what I mean? Like leagues like that with clubs like that. So. I mean, it's happened to the Ottawa Fury before my hometown. They uh, they discontinued, and I mean, like it's something that I've come to like. It's 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 becoming like kind of normal in uh, the North American football like world. So, yeah, no, but it was tough. I mean, the fans really loved it. Like Edmonton has a great great environment for football. I mean, it, it'd be a shame not if they don't have a club within the next couple of years. Their fans were really passionate. Like they came out every game, whether it was rain whether we were in last place, we, we, we even knocked out of playoffs and we still had a, a good amount of fans come out to our games and support us. Yeah, no, I've, I've seen a few Eddie's fans still sort of lamenting that, but hopefully in the future, we'll get to see them have their club back properly run. Cause I think they definitely do deserve it out of a lot of fans in Canada, but you got an experience that maybe you it is a bit more common in North America, but still not everyone experiences every day where you go from sort of the death of a club like mm-hmm. Ed, like with FC Edmonton to the birth of a new one in Vancouver. How was that experience for you? Honestly, it's been super exciting. I mean, we got to like when we when I had when I had arrived here, the stadium wasn't built. We didn't really have a, a change room. And so like as the team came along, we were kind of growing with everything else around it. And so it's been a pretty cool experience to see everything come together. And I mean, I think we're building a great team here and I think we're going to be a great team for years to come. So I'm just, yeah, I'm just excited for it. And as uh, someone, you know, who was there with Edmonton, you said so yourself, there's a lot of first year uh, professionals that you were dealing with. Do you see a lot of similarities from your time in Edmonton with this first season in Vancouver? Yeah, I do. Um, but I feel like Ashton's done a really good job of kind of 
getting players to adapt to the league and to the professional environment really quickly. I mean, he's been really he's been really tough on us, and I think it's been great to have him around. He really um, he's really knowledgeable about the sport and about certain aspects of the game. And so, like having him around was really uh, like it really gave a lot of first year players a big boost. Yeah, that's actually something we wanted to talk about. Is you know, not everyone can say that they've played under a, a manager of such experience like Afshin. For you, what was it like to play with not only a manager of his experience and of of how his intelligence, but knowing that you guys share somewhat similar roots coming from the the Middle East? How is that for you as as just a, a player who's hoping to develop more? For me personally, coming from Lebanon, it's it's massive because uh, he coached the national team, Iran. And so we've played a couple he, – he's definitely played against Lebanon a couple of times. And so when I had mentioned it to some of my family in Lebanon, they were like, oh, wow, like this is a really uh, – like he's a really big manager out here in the Middle East. And so, yeah, I know for him to be here, is, it's, 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 incred- it's incredible for the league. It's incredible for Canadian football in general. I mean, he's coached at three World Cups. He's coached at the, at the highest level in Asia. So – yeah, no, we're really just trying to soak up any uh, any bit of information he has and just try and take it with us into every game. And we've seen that Afshin is not afraid to try new things, try especially, new things with especially with different players and stuff like that. For yourself, you've been sort of put uh, in a more creative role this season than and we might have seen in other seasons of your career so far. How did that sort of come about and how have you adapted to that new role? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a little tough. But um, I like it. I mean, Afshin's really open about it. And he's very, uh, he's he's harsh, but he's also very encouraging. Like having him around is is honestly, it's, it's been amazing for me. Whenever I feel like I'm not I'm not doing well or I'm not, I'm kind of in a slump. He kind of picks me right up and tells me how to adjust. And uh, yeah, no, I mean, moving into a new position is never easy for any player at any level. And so I mean, I know these things that'll take a bit of time, but when it clicks, I feel like, uh, I feel like, I feel like everything will fall into place. And this team, I mean, it's still, maybe some people don't fully realize that this team is so, so young. It didn't really exist six months ago. Everything has come very, very quickly for you and and, and this club. How has it been, the experience? I mean, you must have whiplash by how quickly everything has sort of come to you. But how has this whole experience been for you so far of, of joining this new club? Um, Rob, Afshin, uh, Mark, the front office, everyone really have made it like a very enjoyable culture around here, a very uh, enjoyable environment. I mean, coming in every day is, it's just, it's, it's, it's a great thing to be a part of. I mean, it's, it's a very exciting as well. It's, it's, it's something new. And I mean, to be the first roster, first players to ever play for Vancouver FC is something that we really take pride on. And, uh, yeah, I know, I mean. For the next couple of years, I think we're going to be a very, uh, very, very well-run club, and we'll be a uh, we'll be a top team in North America for sure. And with the emphasis being on youth there uh, this season, for you being a more experienced player in the CPL, having played in the CPL and dealing with so many first-year professionals, do you see yourself sort of uh, maybe intentionally or unintentionally stepping into a more leadership role in the club? Um. I mean, more unintentionally, like uh, I'm not really the type of player to go and like try and coach others on the field. But obviously, there's there's been some young players that have like asked certain questions about 
certain things or about certain players and tendencies. And like, obviously when a teammate asks you something, you, you gotta, you gotta help them out. And so I think, I feel like that's been more my role. Like if a player needs certain, like, I don't know, any information or like a little boost or something like that, I'm, I'm more of that guy, but yeah, no, it's been, it's, it's, it's a new role for me as well. I mean, I'm 24 and I'm one of the oldest players on this team. So I wasn't really expecting it. And, uh, no, I mean, I, I'm embracing it. Yeah, no, I mean, I think everyone was a little surprised when we saw the roster of how young the squad is, but that just means that there's definitely a lot of potential to yeah. to move forward. And, you know, for you, we've seen in these games, Vancouver has struggled a little bit to connect the attack, but when they do, you are sort of this main outlet for them. You are the one that sort of makes things happen in the midfield. Is that something you relish, knowing that that's sort of, your role as that main creative outlet or does it come with its own pressures that that you feel on your shoulders I don't really see it as pressure I mean I I just see it as I mean I'm just playing I'm playing football I'm playing the game I love and uh I feel like Ashton does a great job of trying to kind of pushing away the pressure and the the media attention that's around us and uh yeah I know we haven't had the best uh performances in the past couple in the in the last month or so but i mean in training every day we we look sharp uh against forge for example we looked really good and so i feel like we're finally getting things to click and when we add a couple of pieces and stuff like that we have contact coming in i think we're going to be a very good team moving forward yeah i mean it, it's hard for an expansion team to sort of come come out of the gates flying obviously there's going to be growing pains and they're going to have to grow and evolve especially such a young team for you, do you feel like the club is still trying to find its identity? And 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 is that something that you're hoping that this season will provide is a way for everyone, the coach, the head office, the players to kind of be unified and, and with that identity once you find it? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, of course, you, of course, it's, it's tough. It's tough to I mean, not, we have nobody really here has played with each other. And so this is really like our first couple of months, three months playing with each other. And so when you look at other clubs like Calvary or York, whatever, they're your, they're, their core players have been together for two, three years now. And so they kind of have that chemistry already and we're just building that. And for us to be getting results um, away at home against Forge, against uh, York, I mean, it's big for us. It gives us really, uh, it motivates us because we feel like we're right there. And if we get things to click, uh, sooner than later, I feel like we'll be a, yeah, we'll be a really great team in this league. I want to talk about that home win against Forge because, I mean, I, even some of the fans, like diehard fans, would have been surprised by the results. For you, what was different about that game, that home game, compared to all of the other games that let you, you and the rest of the team, kind of kick off and and get that result against Forge? Um, yeah, I mean, in the pregame talk, Ashton said, he said, uh, he said something that really, really stuck with the team. It was like, now that we're in last place, we have to approach every game like it's a final because in order for us to get out of the bottom table, well, we need to win. We need to grab points. And so we really went into, the, into that game with that mindset that this is a final. So we really gave it everything we had. And I mean, it showed in our performance. I feel like we, that was one of our best performances all year. So if we can carry that on for the rest of the season, We'll uh we'll definitely we'll definitely move up the rankings. 
what was the emotions and the, your, the thoughts going through your head as soon as that full-time whistle went and you realized that you were part of the team that got the first ever home win for this club? I mean, you've been part of historic moments before, but how was this compared to the other ones you've been a part of? No, it was honestly, it was, uh, it was something I'll remember forever. I mean, it was kind of a monkey on our back, just not being able to get that first home win. And so for us to finally get that and see the fans just cheering for us and they were super excited. I mean, it was kind of a relief for us and kind of like was like a problem that we didn't have to think about anymore. So yeah, I know it was, uh, it was a really good, uh, it was a, it was a boost for the team, definitely for the morale of the team. And hopefully we can carry that on for the rest of the season. And I'm curious, cause you mentioned what Ashton said before the game, the how you have to play everything like a final, what were his words after the game with the emotions running high for everyone? I mean, it was pretty simple. He was, he kind of told us if we play like this every game, we'll get a result, whether it's away, whether it's at home. And and we all agree with it. Like if we, if we just stick to what, stick to the game plan that he's given us and we really commit ourselves to the team, we'll, uh, we'll definitely, we'll definitely get some points, whether it's against Forge, whether it's against seventh place team, eighth place team, we'll, we'll be, we'll be in every single game. And now looking looking forward, I mean, uh, since then you had that loss against Valor, a narrow one, very much thanks to uh, Callum Irving, who has been a superb player for your team so far. Yeah. You have two home games back-to-back, another opportunity to make it make perhaps back-to-back home wins. What are you hoping to channel in those next two home win uh, games to turn them into home wins and, and continue to find home form that you've sort of started against Forge. Yeah. Um, uh, I think we're just trying to build off that last Forge game at home. I mean, if we can make our home a fortress and really not give away any points, then uh, it obviously would be really big for us. And we kind of want to be a team like that. We, we, we want teams to come into our home and just fear us. And we want to be the team on the front foot. So, yeah, no, I mean, it's big for us. We're really we're really motivated and excited for this weekend and for the next two games at home. And we're hoping to give the fans uh, a show that uh, they can come out and uh, enjoy. And on a personal note for you, obviously your focus right now is Vancouver FC and helping build, building this club. But what are your ambitions? Where What destinations are you hoping to one day reach in your footballing career? Um. Honestly, I don't try and think too much about that. I just I just hope I can play soccer at the highest level possible. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of where my head's at right now. I know that if an opportunity at a higher level comes, I would look, like, obviously I would take it. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be where I am right now. And, yeah, I'm just trying to take it one day at a time. And uh, last question uh, for me, it's I want to focus a little bit on on how, what your thoughts are on players like TJ Tahid, I mean, 16 years old, playing in this league and playing against players 10 years older than him. How impressed are you by his development? And does, do you think that he sort of embodies what Vancouver FC is trying to build in the CPL? Yeah, of course. I mean, TJ is an incredible player. I mean, I've never seen a 16-year-old step into games like this and have the impact he's had. So for him to be on our team, to be a part of Vancouver FC is massive. And um, yeah, I know hopefully he can continue to to score goals and create chances like he's doing. And yeah, I know, like you said, I think Vancouver is really 
or at least the team right now is built on youth and he's the perfect example of that. I mean, he comes in every day, works hard and it shows on the weekend. He's been, I think he has two goals now this year. And uh, yeah, no, I'm sure he'll, I'm sure he'll be a big player in Canada. Perfect. Well, thanks so much, Gabby, for taking time out of your day for this interview and uh, good luck in your next match. Hopefully you get some back-to-back wins. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. And that was Gabby Bittar. It was very lovely to sit down with Gabby. Very appreciative for him to take time out of his day to speak to us, to talk to us about his growth in the CPL. It's always great to sit down with players like this and know their journey, understand where they're coming from, so that way you can feel a bit more in tune if you're a fan of the league or the team itself that they play on. Overall, it was just a, a very nice interview. But remember to follow all of our socials at Coast to Coast FC and our individual socials at Felipe V underscore FC for myself and for Mike at Mike Rice1983 to let us know what you thought of the episode and who you would like to hear from next, whether it be a player, a pundit, an analyst, a coach, whoever. We're always happy to just sit down and talk as much as we can about Nathan Sock. But until next time, I'm Felipe Ojeo. And this has been Coast to Coast FC, signing out.